Hey everyone, I'm Amy. I'm the founder of Women of Crypto. And so today we are filming our second podcast. Um, we actually got a lot of great feedback feedback from the first podcast. Um, again, this is for Women of Crypto, my NFT project. You guys can check us out on OpenSea. Um, you guys should join our Discord. We have a great community. You guys should check us out on Twitter. Turn post notifications on, subscribe, like, and comment down below. We're going to be posting these podcasts one to two times a week, as well as posting like YouTube videos for NFT for beginners. Um, but if you are a woman of crypto holder, we're actually launching an app in a few weeks where you will have access to actually more in-depth um, education on how to start an NFT project. Because I went through a lot, a lot of trials starting woman of crypto. I learned a lot of lessons. Um, but e but this kind of education, I feel like, is honestly in like is priceless, and I want to provide that for the woman of crypto holders. So if you are a woman of crypto holder, you will have access to this education um, as well. And so make sure to check us out on OpenSea if you guys are interested. And let's just get started with the podcast. So today we are going to be discussing obviously Meta, like the the Meta and the NFT space. Um, Different things like, you know, the current events, current news, uh, topics of discussion um, and upcoming projects, as well as how to get started in the NFT space if you are a newbie and, you know, you want to learn more, um, as well as, you know, um, our stories and how we started in the NFT space. Um, and for the future, if you guys want, you know, certain topics, make sure to comment down below and let's just get started. Hi guys. And this is Hakeem. The <laughs> he's part of the Woman of Crypto team. <laughs> Hello, my name is Hakeem. Nice to meet you guys. On Woman of Crypto's um, Discord, I go by Dunk Up in Your Buckets. So <laughs> that's me. Um, okay, so for those of you guys, again, we t we were basically saying in the last podcast that we were wearing Woman of Crypto merch that we were going to start obviously giving to our holders for free. But outside of that, we're also going to be doing like an e-com store for our podcast watchers as well who aren't holders. Um, and so it's pretty cool. Like it looks like this and like on the back as a woman of crypto hoodie, but we're actually going to be expanding it. We're going to be doing like woman of crypto trucker hats, zip down hoodies, hats, t um, tank tops, okay. shirts. It's going to look cute. It's going to be like a cute line. And um, we're going to get like a designer to actually like, make them look really nice. And we'll even have like the sew on stitch on, uh, different things like that. Um, okay. So like I mentioned last time, the whole like scope of the podcast um we're going to be talking about web3 upcoming projects um like the meta right now in the web3 space upcoming projects um woman of crypto different educational like lessons that we've learned as well um so for today's podcast we're going to be basically covering like right now what's the meta and the nft space um some upcoming projects like within that trend that we see um some like new nft news and also just some like Basically, we're going to talk about how Woman of Crypto, but like, not how Woman of Crypto started, but how we got into the NFT space initially, because I get that question asked a lot. Everybody's always like, Amy, like, how do I get started? How do I learn all this stuff? And uh, believe me, I've literally got asked that question so many times that I actually already have a list of like videos, like go to lingo list, video list to send people when they ask me this kind of question. Um so I'll actually link that down below. It's in like a discord that I made like literally like seven months ago for people who were asking me the same question like seven months ago. Um, and you guys can just go click on that that discord and within that discord, I'll have like the link. It's not like an alpha group, but it's something like what I tried making. Like it was like an alpha group I tried making like seven months ago when I when I barely knew anything, to be honest with you. But <laughs> it was just to help my friends out. Um, but yeah, OK, so let's get started. So the first thing that we're going to talk about is like what's the meta in the NFT space? So as you guys know, Right now, something that's really popular in the NFT space is, like, the anime projects. Um, yeah. And so a few of, like, the Postman projects 
the biggest thing I've been noticing in the NFT anime space is a lot of them are doing like Dutch auction, which normally isn't considered like the best route to go a lot of people don't like dutch auction because sometimes like the floor price can drop under um during dutch auction and then like people like from the dutch auction lose money like literally right away um but it's been working out for a lot of like an like anime projects recently like moody nft sorry i'm like saying it like japanese because i'm (laughs) japanese but but murray (laughs) (laughs) but moody nft like they did a dutch auction i think they're sitting now like a floor price of 0.6 um i know hikari yesterday did a Dutch auction as well. Um, and they literally sold out in one minute. And I know that they did get a lot of FUD because basically like bots ended up buying the whole supply of like the Dutch oh. auction and it became like a whole thing on Twitter. But um, their art's pretty cool. And right now I think they're sitting at a floor price of about like 0.4. Um, another project that also just anime project that just minted out recently was not like a 2D anime project, but it was Shinsekai. Um, and they were, they were like, there was, there were a project that I was like watching for a while because I actually know like one of the advisors for that project um and the art is actually made by um kashima i think that's how you say his name but he was the artist for clonex um as well as meta billionaires as well um and the art for that project is so sick but i actually picked some up off of OpenSea. um i wasn't able to get whitelisted but i know that they did end up having like a lot of troubles during mint day because they ended up like over allocating the whitelist spots which honestly like most projects do but i think you know maybe it was just they had so much hype like they you know I mean, the project looked amazing too. It me, was to amazing, yeah. Was I mean, really I think really it was like good. one of the best projects right now that were like upcoming projects in the oh, NFT 100%. space. Um, and I'm definitely gonna probably buy some more post reveal. I re- I just love their art, honestly. Like I don't even care about the roadmap. Their <laughs> art to me is just amazing. Um, and yeah, so I mean, for me, I'm a big fan of like 3D art. I know like some people like in the NFT space aren't, um, but for me, I love like the 3D anime style. I think it's so sick. Um, another project that's actually okay so we'll talk now about like the upcoming projects in the anime trend that i think you guys should be looking out for um so one of them is called kahiru um that's another project similar to shinzakai so it's like a 3d anime project and i'm not sure exactly when they're minting i don't think they've put out a date yet um their art is sick it's like 3d anime vibes so you guys should definitely go check it out another one is a Narrowverse. Um, and they're also pre-mint and their project looks really, really, really cool as well. They're also like an, yeah. Um, and I think another one that's also caught my attention is Isekai Meta. Yeah. Hakeem, you want to talk about that one? Yes. First of all, I'll just like, if you guys are watching this, like you guys did such a great job. I like how you like influence, like not only just like nineties based like anime, but like, I mean, you have like. Naruto, aka um, I forgot the guy's name, but he's wearing like one of the Sen uh, villages like headbands. And then after you, you like applied um, Princess Monoke. And like I'm such a big fan of Hayao Miyazaki's like films. Like I literally watch them every day before I go to bed. But the the way their art is like implemented is like completely insane. And like I feel like if you guys are watching this, this is a blue chip right here. Like it's completely like it's so good. It's really really good. I love it. Yeah, so, um, I mean, yeah, so if you guys are looking to to start looking into some upcoming projects that are, like, the meta right now, I would definitely look into Isekai Meta, Anaroverse, um, and Kahiru, for sure. I'm not sure exactly if they're going to be doing a whitelist um, Dutch auction or not, or Dutch auction, I'm not sure yet, so we'll see what happens. Um, but, yeah, that's pretty much, like, what is going on right now in the trends in the NFT space. Another trend that I am seeing is that Hollywood is also, like, starting to 
to start bridging like the web two, web three Hollywood, which is kind of mm-hmm. interesting. Like um, Star Trek NFT is starting an NFT project as well. That's crazy. And also Teenage Mutant Turtle NFT coming out soon. Um, so, I mean, I think that as a year goes by, there's going to be a lot more like popular movies and just like Hollywood entering the NFT space for oh sure, yeah. which is going to be interesting to see. Um, I definitely think that obviously like this year, web two is definitely going to start getting more into like, you know, the NFT space and the Web3 space. So it's going to be interesting to see that transition. Um, So, okay. So now let's just move on to the current events that are going on in the NFT space. So you want to bring the first topic up or? Um, Yeah, I was thinking either we should start off with either the restaurant or um, Okay, so let's talk about the big thing going on right now. (laughs) Which is literally where I'm about to head to after this <laughs> podcast. Very true. Um, so BAYC, op- uh, not BAYC, but one of the holders of BAYC opened up a board ape, uh, board and hungry restaurant in Long Beach, and they're selling like hamburgers. And honestly, their burgers look pretty good too. <laughs> um, I'm super excited to go. Are you excited? I'm super excited. I mean, I'm not the type of person to like actually like basically like try shakes but i just honestly want to try one of their shakes there because i've seen like so many videos and like pictures of it yeah honestly it's a genius idea too very good like super duper good. it was genius like and i also heard that they had like a long line outside of the restaurant oh my god i also heard that they take eth too which is like (laughs) oh my these people these people are very smart and honestly i'm so excited to head over there and get a burger from oh yeah hungry are they like the first like restaurant ever yeah they're the first nft restaurant to like actually accept ETH though, um, I'm pretty sure some places accept ETH. Like I know some, like even like Seven Eleven, like I think takes Bitcoin. What? I'm oh not yeah, sure about course, ETH. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, obviously, I think like as the years pass by, ETH is gonna be like more commonly used Use. as like a crypto. I mean, like a payment um source. But mm. this is gonna be cool. Like we can just pull up to the board in <laughs> hungry restaurant. Pull up, <laughs> pull up my wallet. <laughs> be like, what's your wallet address? <laughs> Got it. Scan the wallet. Get my burger and go. Like, I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah, burgers going for 0.6 ETH right now. <laughs> oh my god! Imagine the burger is like one ETH. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised to be honest with you. Yeah. So next time on the podcast, you guys will hear about our experience and if the burger is really worth it. But if you guys are oh yeah. in the LA area, definitely go check it out. It's bored and hungry. I think that they open up Monday through Fridays until 8 p.m. and then Saturday and Sunday till 9 p.m. That's going to be cool. (laughs) I'm excited. (laughs) Um, Okay, another thing that was a big topic of conversation this week in the NFT space was Vayner Sports Pass, um, their mint, because basically, obviously, it was a public mint. They didn't have a whitelist, and so they ended up burning a lot of gas, and there was, like, a gas war during the mint, um, and they ended up burning around $26 million worth of gas um, from failed transactions. That sounds so depressing. And it it caused a lot of controversy in the NFT space because, obviously, like, that's a lot of gas to burn. Of course. Yeah, but um, I think this almost brings up, like, the the topic where right now I see, like, such a... I see like two sides, right? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people who talk about the whitelist culture and the whitelist grind, like they hate it. They're like, oh, the whitelist grind, the whitelist culture should be dead. Like, you know, it shouldn't be a thing, right? But then that. there's times like this, like the whole banner sports situation where if it if there was a whitelist for that project, there wouldn't have been such a high gas war for it. Because during public mint, obviously that's like when that like those are the situations where they like they rack up like the highest gas wars. Of course. Um and so it like I feel like 
obviously the whole whitelist culture and the whole whitelist grind has its cons like first of all like a lot of projects over allocate their whitelist and a lot of people spend time to get whitelist or their grind to get whitelist and then they end up getting let let end up getting let down because they they can't even mint at the end of the day because the project over allocates their whitelist spots um but then there's also you know situations like this where if there was a whitelist spot, I don't think they would have, they obviously wouldn't have burnt $26 million exactly. worth of ETH and gas. Yeah. Um, so obviously there's pros and cons to the whitelist culture and the whole whitelist grind. But I was listening to like a uh, Twitter space the other day and they were saying like, you know, when the NFT space first started becoming popular and before whitelist was even a thing for projects, like this is the time when like BAYC was minting like back then. But like <laughs> it was during like the very, very early stages of the NFT like hype, right? Mm-hmm. And this is before like whitelist culture and the whole whitelist like was a thing. Um, yeah. So, but there were a lot of projects like with, with obviously because they were public sales, they were minting um, and the gas fees were like $400, $500. And that was like the usual. Do you remember even when we got into the NFT space, the gas oh, fees were like three, $400. Yeah, but yeah, now yeah. a lot of projects are obviously now implementing like the new Azuki contract, the ERC 721A contract. Mm-hmm. Um, and that those are obviously like more gas efficient. Um, like Women of Crypto had an ERC 721A contract and we were minting, I think, for like 10 to $15 gas. And all the upcoming projects are now doing it because if you're a developer and you're not doing that contract, it's kind of like, <laughs> what are you doing? Like, it, it just makes you look really bad. Like, makes your project look really bad. Making your community suffer at that point. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, but obviously back then, there that contract didn't exist. So the minting, just even for whitelist sometimes was like, I remember for like one of my projects, it was like that, that I, like one of the projects that I invested to was like $200, $300 just to mint. Oh my God. Yeah. But back then, like when their whitelist wasn't even a thing, it was like four to $600 to mint, you know? So, I mean, obviously like the mint prices were way lower back then. Like people were minting for like 0.05, 0.08, but they're also paying like insane amount of money in gas, gas, which is, I think one of the main reasons actually whitelisting became a thing um, for that reason. Mm. Um, so that's pretty interesting, but I think like, it's almost like, you know how they say like what goes around comes around because it's like a cycle. And I feel like right now we're going back into a cycle where people like look down upon whitelisting because it's like, they have that whitelist grind. It has like a bad rep behind it. And then also like the cons of like a lot of projects are over allocating these whitelist spots and people are just wasting their time and not being able to even mint. Um, so I mean, I think it's gonna be interesting as we see, I feel like there's going to be a project that comes out with almost like, um, like a different type of whitelist, like something even more creative. Like we need to say something different, like a project that has a whitelist, but it's not a whitelist. Like it's something similar to that, but it's not promoting the whitelist grind, if you get what I mean. I don't know. We'll see. I have to think about it. I don't even know what I'm going yeah, with Yeah, you that. got my head in like a scramble right now. Yeah, <laughs> but basically, again, the whitelist has, a pros a con- has its pros and cons. Right now, I see a lot of like influencers talking about how they like projects that don't have whitelisting. And actually, a lot of projects right now coming out don't even have a Discord either. Yeah, that's crazy to me. Mm-hmm. That's super crazy. It's like, how do you know like how big your community is going to be and how yeah. many people are going to want it and mm-hmm. everything? And like, I mean, it's good on both sides because, like, I mean, you don't have to get whitelisted for it, right? If you don't have a Discord. Yeah, I mean, there's no whitelist, and then also there's no FUD. Um, but Ooh. the problem is, I feel like spreading information is harder. Mm-hmm. Um, it's harder to build the community. So I don't know. Again, like there's just pros and cons with both. And it's almost like I feel like we're seeing um, like the cycle go back again. Like now whitelist might not be a thing anymore for a while. And the discord might not even be a thing for a while or maybe something. I don't know. We'll just see how things go. Like obviously like 
the NFT space moves so fast. Maybe in a month it'll be completely different from now. <laughs> we'll see. I mean, I don't know. Time will tell everything right now. So using Facebook to mint now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You never know. <laughs> Honestly, you never know. Um. So okay, another thing that I also wanted to bring up for you guys was again i love to go over like nft and crypto safety because that's a huge thing for sure um and so again right now there's a pretty big uh discord scam going around uh it's like the qr code so what they do is like they send you a qr code like they'll invite you or they'll like reach out to you for example for like a job or like if they want you to do like a moderating position and then you click on that qr code to like log in or something and then basically they can like go through your account bypassing the two factor two-factor authentication um just through that qr code and you know how before it was like only links and only photos now they're doing qr codes like these these people are getting smarter you know oh yeah Um, so yeah for those of you guys don't if i can't stress this enough if you want to be safe in the discord space and the nft space turn off your dms don't click on any links even if it looks like it's it's just a twitter link yeah i've literally had moments where i got sent like a twitter link and it literally looks like it's like a regular twitter link and it was literally like a webhook i would literally copy and paste it put into safari and it's a fake link people can make like links that literally look like twitter but they're like webhooks so don't click on any links don't click on any photos and don't click on any qr codes um and i i don't know if you guys heard about you know what happened obviously like a week ago with the whole ticket tool situation Jesus how ticket Christ. tool literally got compromised um i think it was like i think it was only for like a night but they from the ticket tool they were able to hack into like bayc doodles like all, like i think it was like kaiju kongs like all the big projects and with women of crypto like we automatically just took the ticket tool off because we wanted to be safe but that was insane like all the big projects were getting targeted that night mm. and it's like who would have thought that ticket tool out of all like bots would have been compromised like that like that was insane super duper mm-hmm. insane very much insane so yeah i mean i think we pretty much covered like all the meta that i wanted to talk about in the nft space for now um for those of you guys obviously like that's gonna be like the main topic of conversation for us like for the next few podcasts but that's just going to be kind of just like a small portion of it as well as we're going to be covering like um different like learning lessons in the woman of crypto like from i what i've learned from woman of crypto different stories um as well as oh yeah and as well as just like educational things for you guys and we're gonna start bringing on some speakers as well so it's gonna be really exciting so we're gonna take a quick break right now uh turn on your post notifications on make sure to subscribe and comment um and you know we just want to stay up to date with the podcast we're gonna be posting about like one to two times a week um as well as posting like regular youtube videos on like nf for nft newbies and stuff so super exciting super fun and yeah. i hope you guys enjoy most of the content that we're putting out let's talk about how, how we got started with the nft space because obviously like woman of crypto was later on once i became you know more involved in the nft space and i started noticing that there was a gender gap but before then what like inspired you to get into the nft space and like um how like what was it like you know back then and for you and like yeah oh me oh sorry <laughs> <laughs> i thought she was like speaking to the audience but um one thing that actually got me into the nft space so i would probably say it was you and Manav's success on like um basically like i think you guys were in like two other projects before i actually got into crypto bull society mm. i'm correct yeah. i could be wrong here we were just investing into yeah. like just dabbling into different projects big projects but i honest. think the biggest trade i made like that like really got me into it um actually i the okay so 
when I first started, I really just started with like YouTube videos. Like I, I kept hearing about NFTs and obviously like I was seeing it on Instagram and stuff. And I was like, why is this board ape <laughs> selling for 200 or I forgot how much back then it wasn't 200,000, but it was like a hundred thousand dollars or something. Yeah. And I was like, what the hell? Like, this is weird. <laughs> um, and I would show my mom and my mom was like, this is bizarre. Like, I'm like, this is so bizarre. Um, and so at that time, I was really into e-commerce anyways. And so, like, obviously, a lot of the e-com guys are transitioning into NFTs and all the crypto guys as well. So yeah. I kind of just started watching a lot of, like, YouTube videos on NFTs. Um, again, I have a Discord where I will link all these YouTube videos if you guys want to check it out. Um, but I just basically compiled a list of, like, the best NFT YouTube videos that got me, that, like, really gave me a good understanding of the NFT space because I know it can seem very overwhelming because there's just so much going on. And there's just so much, like, even, like, the such, like, simple, like the basic words like gas whitelist um <laughs> gas whitelist diamond hand paper hand like yeah. um we all gonna make it yeah like how the hell LFG. are you supposed to know what that means like yeah that was very weird it took I, me a while. I like when i first got into the nft space i'm like what is gas I'm like that's so weird <laughs> um or metamask it's just like all these things are not conventionally used words so and i think that um it seems like very intimidating when you first join, but very. it's it's really easy to pick up on. Oh yeah, especially like when you join a community. So if I were if I would recommend anybody to join the NFT space, I would literally go on YouTube, sit down, watch as many YouTube videos as you can, take a bunch of notes, learn as much as you can, and then start finding upcoming projects that you're interested in. So like again, I mentioned some projects earlier. Like um, there's Isekai Meta, a Narrowverse. Um, there's Kahiru. Um, and there's a few there's a few other projects. Hikari already minted. They did a Dutch action, but anyway. Oh, sorry guys. Um, <laughs> but yeah, join their discords. Um, talk to the community. Make some friends. Ask questions. Like people are there to help you. People are there to be nice and like you know help you out if you have any questions. Like, yeah. um, try to get whitelisted for a project. You know, even whether it's like from a giveaway or like from making fan art for a project or something or just being involved in the community you'll learn so much just by actually jumping into it i feel like i have so many friends who are asking me like amy how do i get into the nft space and i'm literally just like just do it like <laughs> don't wait like literally just join a discord right now make a metamask account right now exactly. and freaking like go join some discord channels and start talking to people and then buy your first nft yeah. you know i actually haven't met like one person who has gone into it and has not become like obsessed with the nft space <laughs> i feel like it's like it's like sleep eat sleep nfts like that's that's the lifestyle you know um but yeah so again you know watch some youtube videos join your discord make a metamask account and literally just like start talking to people make some friends and you'll learn a lot just by doing that but when we first started we were we were grinding for that whitelist. Like oh my lord! <laughs> we were literally staying up to like five a.m. Oh my god! And we would like compete with each other because there were some <laughs> projects that you would have to get to like level twenty, and we were like newbies back then. So we were like, <laughs> we were like whitelist grind or nothing. And I remember just being on my phone, and my eyes would be like bloodshot red, and I'm like grinding to get to like level twenty. <laughs> and like oh my god! Okay, and we'd all be like laying on the couch, like 
like four of us just sitting there On just grinding for that whitelist and like we would just be like meeting so many people and just like like you know obviously like watching youtube videos while we're, while we're grinding and stuff but it's fun like you meet no, people it was super fun. and like we'd we'd be like we'd be playing like nft videos in the background like learning more upcoming projects and we'd be like grinding for whitelist and like all the new upcoming projects and it was funny like <laughs> some good times <laughs> but there's there's obviously better ways to get whitelisted. Like, what I would recommend is to try to find these projects earlier. Very um, early, please. You can do that by literally finding, like, the low-key influencers or joining some alpha groups um, or just look at the influencers and look at what they're posting, what they're following. Um, have your post notifications on for, like, certain YouTubers and stuff. So as soon as they post a video, you True. can, like, go check it out because normally by then it's, like, the projects are already getting bigger, like, once they post it. Um, so, yeah. So just... I mean, I know before, like, they used to recommend using Rarity Tools and, like, all those to find projects, like, early. But I think Rarity Tools now is, like, so saturated with just, like, BS projects, low-key. Oh, that 100%. You, you're not going to find good projects there anymore. So just look for, the look for the YouTubers, look for the influencers, join the alpha groups, and you'll find the good upcoming projects coming up. Or, you know, from Women of Crypto podcast as well, you can check them out. Sure. We'll yeah. try helping you guys scout out the early projects yeah. as well, um, as well as offering whitelist spots for our community. Um, but yeah, I mean, do you want to, what else, like, about the whitelist grind, like? There's one thing I would like to mention, like, truly that, like, really hurt me the most during, like, <laughs> my first project. <laughs> so, you remember how we were, like, grinding for Crypto Bull Society and everything? Yeah. And, like, there was one night where, like, I stayed up for 24 hours. <laughs> and, like, I'm telling you guys, like, when I was, like, sleep deprived, I was so sleep deprived. But, like, I remember, like, that, like, next morning, like, you know, we only had, like, a few hours left before they closed everything. Yeah. For, like, the whitelist. Because, like, they, they were getting so many, like, different, like, um registrations from everyone else. Mm -hmm. so, like, that was basically, like, you know, putting their, like, thing in the... Well, wallet the registrations, sheet. yeah. Yeah, wallet registrations and everything. And, like, I, I everyone, like, all the admins are telling me, they're like, you're going to make it. You're going to make it. Like, I've been seeing you the whole entire night. Like, you've been up <laughs> for 24 hours. I believe in you. You got this. And I swear on my life, like, I remember, like, I they had closed it. And I was like, you know what? I give up. I'm at, like, no, actually, it was, like, right before they closed it. I was like, I'm going to get two hours of sleep. If I don't get it, I don't get it. But I know for a fact after the admins tell me I was going to get it, I'm going to get it. So, like, why feel depressed? And then, like, I woke up two hours later. <laughs> I look at the chat. And, like, it's already closed. I believe you got it. I got whitelisted. You got yeah. whitelisted. And actually, I look up my name. And fun it's, fact. Cryptobulls, I think, was one of the best trades I made. I mean, Cryptobulls was, like, one of the later projects I ended up investing in, but it was, like, one of my favorite projects because I made so many friends from the community. Yeah, um, and it was, like, pretty interesting. Like, I love their community, honestly. Um, but they had, like, such a passionate, strong, like, community behind them. Oh, it them. was so strong. It was, yeah. That, like, that's, like, what honestly motivated me as well to, like, build a strong community for women of crypto because I'm like, this is amazing. Um, but, amazing. yeah, for, for Cryptobulls, I made, like, 12 grand. But if I didn't have sold, like if I if I didn't sell it when it was at twelve grand, I would have made fifty. Are you serious? <laughs> like two days later, yeah. What? I was hurt. I was like really hurt for a while about it. But it's fine. Like twelve grand is still twelve grand. Fifty grand obviously would have been great. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but yeah, I made like twelve grand just from that one trade and like three days. But. That was not an easy whitelist. Like we were no, staying that, up that for like hard. forty-eight yeah. hours, just freaking grinding, trying to get. It was like the last five days before they were gonna close whitelist. Yeah, right? and we we ended up joining in early, late on that project, but but it was like their art was dope. I love. I don't know. I still love their project. They were pretty cool. Yeah, they had really good art. I really liked the way they like um had like 
very good like characteristics yeah. when it came to like the like the fur or like the eyes or like certain different traits they would have. Like I remember there was one with like paint like dripping or something mm-hmm. like that. I don't remember. Or the gold one. The gold bull was really cool too. I mean that's something that I wanted. Mm-hmm. But it's just the fact that, you know, sometimes you just gotta have little expectations. Yeah. I guess when you grind so hard, like I was really hurt, but it's okay. I'm not hurt anymore, but I'm hurt. Yeah. Okay, guys, so this is it for today's podcast. Hopefully, you guys liked it, and we will see you in the next podcast. Bye, guys. Bye. Have a good day.